previously on CCTV. There's something about these boy groups harmonizing, singing about how much of you and like what more can I give you? I'm just a man. Like there's something about that. <laughs> Here we go. One more time. Everybody feeling bad. Though the group was insanely successful across the world, hitting global charts and selling out arenas, the group was not earning the money that they should have been. Red flags were raised when during their first check presentation, Pooh Perlman gave the boys a check for only $10,000 US each. The Backstreet Boys were the first of Perlman's artists to file a lawsuit noting the unfair terms. NC quickly followed and also filed a lawsuit. RCA and Lou countersued the group right after, and not only was Perlman contractually the sixth member of both Backstreet and NSYNC, he was in reality participating in fraudulent activities. And it was eventually found out that he was running a Ponzi scheme. And so Lance, NSYNC member, has since produced a documentary called The Boy Band Con, The Lou Perlman Story, about the whole debacle. And it's amazing. So if you haven't yes. watched it, definitely go watch it. You can rent it on YouTube, and I'm sure it's available on something else, too. But uh, the highly publicized lawsuits not only left sync with very little money, but sure. since they were signed through Lou's record label, who then signed with RCA, they also did not have a record deal, and even the ownership and use of the name sync was being debated. And following a settlement between NSYNC, Perlman, and RCA, NSYNC signed to Jive Records. <laughs> oh man <laughs> rough period fascinating absolutely um you know so just to kind of clarify why why i started the Pooh perlman thing it's just you have dr puke our smelly <laughs> and now Pooh perlman i refuse to give any of these men their names because they've done what they've done yeah uh, so it's out of complete disrespect <laughs> but yeah so um but anyway the situation with him was super I personally, for me, I guess it's my own personal morals. I just, or even just beyond that, I just think it's unnecessary. If yeah. money's going to come anyway, why go through this extra trouble of continuously like doing people dirty? I mean, granted, like in that documentary, they I think they kind of alluded that he was already kind of effing up around that time anyway. So he was using the money he was getting from them to get it was already yeah. kind of just he was already kind Messy. of MLMing himself yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys I mean he, his whole uh, history is fascinating like he started yeah. as a blimp salesman and Strange. that already alone is fascinating because that's interesting Weird. but yeah you know I think it's just one of those cases of how capitalism just ruins people capitalism and greed okay. because it's one of those things where you can never have enough it's yep. like oh and, and I yeah. and I think also he was finding so much success without yep. any failure. And that's really dangerous as well. Because yes. I the think hubris. Yes. When your ego blows up that big and you have nothing that's going wrong, then you mm-hmm. start testing your limits and you start, you know, <laughs> yep. seeing other things you can do. <laughs> and it just blew up into this crazy situation. And he really did just screw himself over by the end, which is usually what happens. True. Very true. Very true. But it's, it's really just... sad that all these yeah. young artists and all the adjacent people around them too were all affected by it absolutely it's great that NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and I think there were a few other artists that also were involved as well I think O-Town right O-Town was involved as well Innocence yeah 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 um that they all did kind of end up winning and getting what they needed out of it yeah but 
all that money that was lost was never recovered, right? So yeah. they did so that they did all that work performing those techno songs in Europe and never Stop. got anything from that. <laughs> Selfishness is a hell of a drug, and like it's a shame because like had they just gotten paid, things would be so much better. The fact that these kids are working that much is a shame, and he was using it as like recoupable stuff too. Like, oh, the training—that's money. Oh, the yeah. dinners—that's money. Um, and it sucks because even now. Like with streaming, artists aren't even getting paid that much. But could you imagine yeah. back then going diamond and then splitting it? They would have made like what six figures? Oh like yeah, twenty something. Oh my goodness! I think Lance said he makes more money now outside of the group. Yeah, I mean, all the recouping stuff is normal, right? Like that part of it is normal in current record deals, and that part of it makes sense. And even him being the sixth member kind of situation, that's actually not that not, yeah. odd either. But he was taking way more than that, right? Yeah, he was taking even more than that. Um, The management do get a pretty decent percentage. He was dealing with all these young kids with parents that didn't understand, you know, the the ins and outs of the music industry. And he took full advantage of that. And it really is unfortunate because at the core of it, I think like I mentioned at the beginning, we do have him to thank for creating these groups that we love. Very complicated. But, you know, he ended up getting his. So, I... <laughs> speaking of saying goodbye, the boys moved on, and with Johnny Wright becoming the official manager for the group, the group was motivated by their freedom and ready to work on their second album. The second version of their second album, actually, as it was understood that the group was not allowed to keep any of the songs they previously recorded while still under RCA and Pooh. Mm-hmm. And under their new deal, the members of InSync were able to explore and take ownership of their sound. The group wanted to distinguish their sound from the Bakshi Boys and other boy groups out at the time, and they wanted a more powerful sound. And JC and Justin also participated in writing. We should also take time to shout out vocal coach and vocal arranger Robin Wiley, who the group has always credited as being an integral part of their sound. And she played a pivotal part in arranging their harmonies and really creating the group's signature sound. So thank you to Bobby. <laughs> and definitely go listen to the Digital Get Down NSYNC podcast episode with Alex Greggs, one of the producers for the album, because there are some really interesting insights on the recording process. For example, he wanted Joey to sing lead on one song, but the label said nah, and was very conscious about keeping JC and Justin in the forefront. I love Americans. Hmm. We will get into that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in January 2000, the group released Bye Bye Bye, which was originally written for UK boy band Five. And ironically, Five's hit When the Lights Go Out was originally written for NSYNC. So there was a little bit of a song swap there and it, it ended up being, you know, the right thing that happened. And Bye 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 achieved global success with a nomination for Record of the Year at the Grammys and multiple wins at the MTV Video Music Awards. Song's amazing. The harmonies throughout, like I'm doing this tonight. You're probably gonna start a fight. I like come, come on. I love that. Um, I think overall the song was a little bit more focused on lead vocals, which is a little unfortunate. 
And I do wonder if Five would have gotten the song with the distribution of the song would have been different. You know, because in the UK, oh, yeah, it's a little they bit, did you split know? it up a bit more evenly. You know, um, from what like, I read, yeah, I think Five said the original version they heard actually had the chorus as a rap, and they oh, were yeah. not a fan of that. Okay, wow, yeah. I can hear that though. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I will say that this is kind of like I'm glad they didn't s- switch it like permanently, like or they swapped it but didn't switch back because I can't imagine Instinct going, "Baby, when the lights go out, you will succumb to me." Like, no, not in, not I can in, see it. Ugh, I would. I, uh, More nah. Backstreet Boys, though, actually. Yes. You're yeah. loving tenderness. Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> like, AJ. JC would kill it, though. Let's be real. Yeah, this is very true. JC could do anything. Oh, but I'm so <laughs> glad they got Die Bye Bye. It's just so good. Yeah. This song's amazing. Another song that's pop perfection. Like, I could, I find no faults in it, other than maybe, like you were saying, maybe just up the harmony levels a little bit because the harmonies are there but you know they're just a little further back in the mix a little bit yeah um, so my favorite part is that harmonized bridge you know before I know, the drama of justin uh, yeah really, yes. um it's interesting because i was listening to another interview and and i think really? they said jc really didn't like it and uh, thought it was just a bit too similar to i want you back and you oh. actually hear that so much from you know the Max Martin kind of yeah. adjacent totally. songs, right? Because they really are very sonically similar. But mm-hmm. I think this song does fulfill the brief that we mentioned earlier of it being a bit stronger, like a bit harder, yes. Um, yes. a bit more powerful. Assertive, and, like, yeah. Yes, totally. exactly. And it being kind of so perfect for the situation that they had just come out of with Mr. Mm-hmm. Perlman. It was perfect. You know, like I, I was actually surprised that the song was not even written with that in mind. Like the fact that it fits so perfectly, it's just, it was meant to be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, and the music video is also pop perfection. And I see it a lot because I sing this at karaoke every time. And that one does have the real music video. The it's video? not the random people walking around a city or a field or yeah. whatever. Uh, but yeah, the puppeteering at the very beginning which is just perfect marketing again for the album that was about to come out then of course you have the iconic rotating box that has been used in multiple other pop videos like we like with dream and he loves you not that's featured as well Mm -hmm. um and yeah the choreography is iconic and yes next time you come over (laughs) let's let's do that yeah. Is that the song that Darren teaches in his dance grooves? Mm-hmm. Because someone right? had mentioned in one of our comments, like, yeah, a while I had that back. video. Yeah. So, get out yes, of here. I think that's why I still remember it. <laughs> get out. You know what? I never had it, but I did have the um, the Game Boy Advance <laughs> game. There was a Game Boy game. Oh yes, I had that as time. well. Yeah, and then one of my mm-hmm. classmates. I think again, I was like in kindergarten-ish when the song came out because one of my friends, shout out to Zell, um. We're not friends anymore, but you know, I was younger. She had the NSYNC phone. It was all right, girl. You know, the NSYNC phone. Yes, and I was so okay. Sorry, sorry. I got super passionate. So at the time, you could speed dial any of the members, and all I could remember was cute Justin with the cute curly hair. Me and Kinder first, whatever grade. I was like, I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna tell him I love him. So I did, and you know what he did? I was like, Give me my boyfriend. And he said no in such a sassy way. Like if you guys watch any of the behind like behind the scenes like videos or recordings, Justin has a sense of humor. So he says I'm really sassy. Wait, so Me they actually a... responded to these voicemails? No, there were sound bites recorded oh, to the phone. Okay. Okay. But, but in it... my little kid okay. mind, he was rejecting me. And I almost dropped the group because I was like, he's like, um, I don't think so. So like something like that. So whatever the sound bite was, it was very much like I was like, Trump. Oh, so it was like <laughs> a magic eight ball where you'd get like a 
a random yeah. uh, like generated response. Yeah, my <laughs> my dumb kid behind was like, I hate him. <laughs> like I'm breaking he up was with, with Brittany. him. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I had fruit roll up and a secret password journal at the time. I had more to offer apparently, so I was so heartbroken as a kid. But yeah, I mean, like that time was just like in sync mania so there was like no way to escape you're playing with them you're playing on a phone there was dolls that yeah. i could not afford because you know private school but you know it's just it was just all about them and it's i mean well deserved but it's just like coming from the ground up. like mm-hmm. what how that happened mm-hmm. kudos yes so yes the single was followed by the global release of the album no strings attached in March 2000, and the album's title was a reference to their situation with Pooh Perlman and how he was no longer their puppet master. Yes, the project eventually became the best-selling album of 2000. Wild. So the Backstreet Boys had actually broken records only months previously with their album Millennium, but the rivalry was at its peak, and NSYNC broke Backstreet Boys' record and surpassed everyone's expectations and another little fun note from johnny wright's interview <laughs> so around this time ish is <laughs> when the backstreet boys actually fired him as their manager oh, <laughs> and he he was very real with them and was like look like if mm-hmm. i'm only working for nsync i'm making them bigger than you yeah like... and he did it <laughs> yeah he said you'll regret this <laughs> <laughs> Well, that being said, the UK and Europe got a special single release of the song I'll Never Stop in May 2000, which wasn't even included on the US edition of the album. Oh, we love exclusives. And the next global single release from the album was It's Gonna Be Me, the group's first number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The song continues to be referenced every year on the last day of April for the use of producer Max Martin's signature pronunciation of May in the It's Gonna Be May. It's Gonna Be May. You know, I always thought it was because Justin couldn't pronounce me without sounding terrible. Gonna be me. I would have been like, nah, say May. I would have been like, say yeah. May. Yeah. You know what, though? Britney always did it in all her <laughs> yes, songs. Absolutely. And it's in a lot more of the NSYNC and Dashy Boy songs. Yeah. And, you know, artists continue to do it to this day. It adds so much drama. Oh, my goodness. This song is so good. Um, but, yeah, no, this song is great. It's, again, still surprising how this is our first number one. With bye bye, but I'm like, what's going on? But hey, kudos to them. Deserved. Uh, yeah, yeah, kudos to them outselling and and everybody that year, not just BSB. And uh, I remember watching that. Was it the Good Day performance where those kids were like, not even kids, adults? Everyone was filling out Thirty Rock. It's the same way we saw Jungkook um, do Seven. People were sleeping outside. Some girls like, I was here since midnight last night. <laughs> the girl was like, mm, Where are you now? You know, like it was just giving like you're obsessed. But that even that kind of like fandom has transcended time and like oh, yeah. BTS now kind of like being that 
I'll sleep out in the rain for kind of group. So mm-hmm. that was solid, dude. It's a solid album too. Mm-hmm. Want to just kind of make that like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, before we get into the album, yeah, well, it's gonna be me. Is so good. Yeah, like it really is one of the songs I never get bored of. Oh, and yes. I also never get bored of the meme that comes every April oh, 30th yeah. theater. Absolutely like, not. it's Absolutely funny not. every time. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Um, was... And the boys acknowledge it as well, which I appreciate. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the musicality of the song is actually really cool. Like, it's super strong. There's a lot Lovely. of kind of staccato to the way they sing it and just the yeah. way the production is done. And mm-hmm. the harmonies are, are are a bit louder and more prominent on this one than Bye Bye Bye. Like, you do have that whole five-part kind of moment and again one of my absolute favorite NSYNC music videos as well like this whole <laughs> doll concept was fantastic they look a little scary with that makeup um, <laughs> but the whole concept is just brilliant and also shout out to I'll Never Stop as well uh, it's not a bad song but it does feel a little derivative from the first album like it is kind of like the lesser cousin of oh. like tearing up my heart and I want you back so I, I understand why it wasn't included on the U.S. version, <laughs> but we do have like a really crappy music video for it. You know what? I think that song was the precursor to um, 2 p.m.'s again to get that. Oh, yes. Well, no strings attached. Mm. It's a progression from the first album for sure. Yes. What oh, do you yeah. think? Looking back on it now, there's so many fun songs on here. Oh my God. And they were like being a little bit less like, Oh, girl, I love you. You're the only one for me. It was more like, I will take you from this man if he doesn't love you. It makes me ill. <laughs> like, because <laughs> they're in their 20s. Like, they're in their hot boy era. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, oh, I love when pop boy groups get into that. Hey, we're all grown. We've all kind of done things. We want to talk about the things we've done. And then we get good music because they can actually sing. They dance. Like, I think one of the most one of the random songs are like the Space Cowboy songs. Absolutely. Talking about Jerusalem and all this other crap. Like it's giving very like Y2K, the turn of the century kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I'm the world gonna end. But it's so fun. And it gives a good example of like how they don't take themselves too seriously and how they actually can really sing and have fun. And it's just such a solid song. I enjoy it. It's probably one of my like like faves. Um But yeah, and then you have a good ballad. You have like these awesome songs on there. And the was it, I, I I thought she knew I think it is songs like that yeah. where it's like even with their performances the boys finally get a little bit more shine not that much but at least with the performances you can be like okay they're pulling their weight it's, it's just unfortunate sometimes with this album like you can't really hear the others as much as yeah. like the first album <laughs> that's kind of like my only like dang dang it like waste yeah. opportunity you know but uh, I'm not. I'm not a producer or whatever. Yeah, but... no, that is interesting. Yeah, we didn't really note the first album. Like, the yeah. harmonies are so prominent. Like, sometimes the harmonies are as loud as the lead vocals. <laughs> and you yes. really can pick out all the members very easily. Yeah. And they definitely are pushed back more in this yeah. whole album. Yeah. I thought she knew it was an interesting call out. because So that is an acapella track. And it was written by Robin Wiley, like their vocal arranger. And they had actually been singing that since before they even debuted in germany yeah so them including that was was really awesome and you do get joey and chris singing lead on that second verse as well and they sound amazing they sound really good so yeah it it is a little annoying for sure and then you know you referenced that interview you know with that producer where he was explicitly told by the label not to confuse the fans quote unquote and only put justin and jc in the forefront that's crazy like there's only five members like 
yeah. having the three of them get a line here or there will not take away from the shine you know Absolutely from the spotlight not. on the other two like it's very very annoying and yeah it's just very american as you as we've mentioned in the show many times <laughs> yeah. because the british groups were always way better without the vocal distribution overall yeah yep yeah no yeah. totally totally it's great that they are now differentiating their sound a bit more from the Backstreet uh-huh. Boys because you really could probably just kind of mis- mix and match the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC's first couple album. Uh, yeah, with Backstreet Boys' first <laughs> couple albums and then NSYNC's first album, you can kind of mix and match a little bit. Yeah. Not so much the Eurodance stuff, but the more R&B stuff. Um, yeah. So with this album, you get more like funk. You get a bit yes. more dance. You get some New Jack Swing properly in there. Uh, and then the vocal arrangements do differ a lot from the way the Bashy Boys did it. Uh-huh. So that's kudos to Robin yet again yeah. as well for making sure that that was very unique. And uh-huh. so, yeah, No Strings Attached overall, though, is definitely one of my favorite boy band albums yeah, ever. Like, I don't think there's any real Duds. dud at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Definitely the singles do stand out. So it's not like every song could be a single. Yeah. Uh, but every song is good. Yeah, it, the ballads are good. Bringing yeah. the noise. This was like a callback to, you know, here we go. Yes. It's good. Like Yes. Yes. Because yeah, you do still growth. have kind of the, the sillier stuff like that. You do have like Space Cowboy, you know, just kind of fun, sillier stuff. Then you have yeah. the more slightly experimental stuff. You got the uh, cheeky cover of Just Got Paid, which again uh, references mildly. the whole situation with with the label and everything so, so well. Yeah. And then even the songs that they wrote were good too. Like uh-huh. I love the song Justin wrote, I'll Be Good For You. Um, he mentioned it was kind of like a callback to like Marvin Gaye and kind of that era. Teddy. And it's so good. Yeah, yeah, Teddy Pendergrass. He got credited. He got credited mm-hmm. on that. So I was just like, I hear my people. <laughs> and there's like, one performance of it, and it's so good. Boy, yeah. oh, things like that. I'm like, thank you, fans. Thank you. We appreciate it because otherwise it's just lost in memory. I remember yeah, when I upscaled it, too. So thank you, whoever did the AI upscale. <laughs> so the last single from the No Strings Attached album was This I Promise You. Can't help but to sing it. <laughs> and it was written by Richard Marks, and it was another huge hit for the group. also recorded a Spanish version of the track. And through the next year, NSYNC embarked on the No Strings Attached tour and also co-headlined the Super Bowl halftime show in 2001 with Aerosmith and special guests. <laughs> you know, so, man. This I promise I, I, you. Yes. Shout out to Richard Marks, man. He knows how to write a ballad. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And again, JC, my man does not make me feel the way he makes me feel about the song. Like, I don't want to get married right now. I don't want him. He sounds like he's like, he's like, this is my last day on earth. This I promise you. (laughs) This is one of his highlight moments, I think, across their discography. Like, it's vocally perfect from JC. 
And through the years, like he's also performed it with various people. Like I, I watched a performance with Richard Marks that he did, yeah, um, yeah, which was kind of a more acoustic kind of situation. And mm-hmm. then Matthew Morrison also randomly sang it at his concert and invited JC on it. So, so yeah, this song has also stood the test of time. Like, I think when people mention In Sync, this one tends to be the ballad that people mention oh, more yeah. so than maybe God Must Have Spent or, or Gone mm-hmm. or anything. Like, this tends to be the one. And I think even on Spotify, it's like number four or something on their most streams. So. Yeah, that was like a wedding song. That was like a wedding song. It does. It does. Yeah. I will say the video is a tad boring. Uh, ballads like, are hard I get to do it, videos you know, for. <laughs> I guess ballads are tough to do videos for, but like them like walking around in the woods with like those like bubbles the and then the random scene near the end of them just like eating lunch. <laughs> Stop. Nothing just eating lunch. Like you make it sound tough. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean... <laughs> I have no, I have no, nothing to contest that. Um, I agree. <laughs> it's crazy. We, we have a ballad in K-pop. They have like this most abstract. You have to like kind of Google and Wikipedia search the storyline. <laughs> like it's freaking crazy where we've come from. from watching yeah, maybe my standards have gotten too high from the more modern music videos. But... <laughs> no, it's just, it's just boring. Like back in the day, like I guess it's like the song speaks for itself. Which it does. You know? Yeah. So I guess but I'd much like... rather watch a performance than yes. watch this music video. And oh I watched it twice because of the Spanish version. So <laughs> kudos for them for doing Spanish version. Because Spanish, <laughs> if you don't speak it, it is phonetically speaking, it's kinda it's tough to then try to do it. It's, it's a pain, but um but yes, I again my question is who the heck was buying this album? Like, not no offense, but I just want to know what the heck happened for them to like sell so well with this whole era i'm not hating on them i'm just like was it one of those like i want to see if this is going to suck with that little pearlman i think gonna suck like was it curiosity was it like it's just amazing to kind of see this be like their blow up moment you know yeah i mean i think they were laying the groundwork with the first album you yeah. know yeah. and they were gaining a little bit more credibility as well mm. with like the Gloria Stefan yeah. duet and everything yeah. so I think Bye 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 was so good that it kind of just catapulted the whole thing uh, uh, uh. So, back when singles used deserved. to be like the ultimate song <laughs> and their performances also like even I remember yeah. people would talk about their performances like even yeah. me like as a 10 year old oh. or whatever like people would reference like their VMA performances you know yeah. and stuff that they would do like that that Bye 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 performance with the screens they did the VMAs like I remember that so well and I remember watching that like at the time when I was 10. No you're so right so, it's, it's like the yeah. way I remember um AJ's crop top for everybody I will never let yeah but I would argue though that yeah. I think NSYNC was they were known as better performers than the Backstreet Boys I feel like I feel like NSYNC was mentioned a lot more in those no, types of pop I culture can, situations so it makes sense. Plus, you have a lot of other little things going on, like Justin was dating Britney, and like there was just all these other things going on too that kind of made them all bigger as a group. So I think it they were very lucky to all just kind of culminated in this like insane record, which I believe has since been broken by Adele, right? Is oh, that yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. was in sync before that, so yeah. Um, so you mentioned the No Strings Attached tour earlier. Yeah. But yeah, so we did watch this together during the yeah. you know pandemic times, and we could do nothing but watch watch tv (laughs) (laughs) but yes what do you think of the no strings attached tour ah okay sorry this is where i saw jc pop that booty yes okay i know he's talking about this man's behind but it it it, it helps you know because they have like the energy (laughs) (laughs) sure it helps 
he's watching all their performances like the only time like me as a young like person even like a young teenager i grew up with black music so i you know black groups like new edition and the only person that was in there thrusting on the drum beat was freaking bobby brown so to see them do that back then and then come and do all this cool hip-hop like my mom said this the other night when i was watching the no strings attached tour she goes them white boys can get down and it's true those white boys was getting down like like they brought out whatever they had they were like like they said there's no strings on me baby they said they're shaking jiving singing even when they were sitting down like um they they sang their faces off that was the concert i was telling you like the the bass for mm. lance's mic was super high i'm like yo it was but again the mics were on i love this show mm-hmm. so much and i find I think what's the most impressive about it is it's just the five of them. Yes. No dancers. No. But yes, there's obviously <laughs> production stuff yeah. going on, but they really carry it yes. so well. And mm-hmm. it's insane. Like they sing the crap out of every song. They dance the crap out yeah. of every song. Yeah. Like the stability and breathing control <laughs> yeah. and everything is just yeah. insane. And yes. I can't believe they kept it up for like the whole show too. Like the last song, which I think is Bye Bye Bye, of course, mm-hmm. yes. was just as high energy as No Strings Attached at the start. Like it, yeah. it never it never goes down at all. Yes. And it's just amazing. And then going back to that making of, all five of them were so involved in every single aspect oh, as yeah. well. Like they were analyzing where the pyro was and when it happens and how big it was and then how yeah. the lasers looked. And they were really getting into the nitty gritty of it, which is always really nice to see because- you know, a lot of the artists now, they don't get as involved with some of that stuff, like especially on the K-pop side, right? Like it's kind of like they have these production people that kind of just do the whole thing for them and then yeah. they are taught it and then they go out and do it because they're just so busy doing all these other things. So yep. um, it's nice to see the artists kind of take so much control there. And mm-hmm. then shout out to Kevin Antunes, who's the music director, I think for their whole career because the tour arrangements are so good. And I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest thing I appreciate is they always have a sax player and they utilize him so well. So random. It's just like, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> so well. Um, so yeah, I have seen this multiple times. I was yeah. watching on the plane when I was coming back home and there were definitely people walking by and staring at my screen. And All right. Like, I'm sure they <laughs> went back and also went back to listen to NSYNC. Look at you. <laughs> oh, man. Um and then we have to talk about the Super Bowl performance as well, because that was quite oh. iconic for them to do. What did you think? You know, back in the day when they started doing these, not even like, no, they always kept doing like these. I, we're going to like the, the Super Bowls. They were always just throwing random people on stage together. Yeah. Oh my God. Like they didn't like, they didn't like really like, uh, was it ever, I guess like streamline the process hone it down yeah hone there it, it in is. yeah and yeah. so like who i brought who but oh after the after the the janet thing that's oh. any little doodle um it was interesting to see everyone and their mother on stage at that time <laughs> like literally even random i was getting ready to cuss even no offense mary j blige it just it doesn't, it doesn't make sense like it's just <laughs> it just and then aerosmith and then, and then britney comes out and it, and it was just a lot and i feel like they could have just held it down on their own Totally. Um, I do appreciate that they kind of had like a little work in with like Ben Stiller and like them joking around, kind of like getting ready to go out into the field. So it kind of creates this anticipation. They're running out. They could have handled it on their flipping own, but 
they held it down. Like, oh my gosh, they gave me vocals. They gave me band. They were they were eating it up. They're at their peak. They were yeah. literally at their peak. One of the best performances. I think the only like boy group they ever like performed on the on there too, right? Oh, they might be. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, they held it down. I agree with you. Like. <laughs> It really could have just been them and Aerosmith just kind of going back and forth, though. Like, yeah, it, was... you really didn't need Britney and Mary. And... Sorry, Britney. Sorry, <laughs> it Mary. Was, it was chaotic. It was really yes. chaotic at the end. But their yes. parts were amazing. So. The spiros and the pa- the, the mm. pyro coming from the gloves and stuff. Yeah, it was, just, yeah. It was great. It was a lot of fire mm. and sparks. <laughs> yes. And another fun fact from this era, courtesy of our friend and listener, David. So Joey, Joey's yeah. brother... JC huh. and Chris had apparently also filmed a cameo for Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Oh yeah, <laughs> but Whoa. apparently there were union issues, oh. so no one has ever seen this cameo. But they were very excited about it. <laughs> you know, when I think about how much they were working, they probably were so tired that whatever oh, yeah. you got out of their mouths was just like some weird Daisy sleep version of them, or whatever caffeinated version you got. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, kudos to them for like working so hard. You know, I do wonder how much money they made though from this album. I'm curious now. Now that you got like that, it should that be one. millions. Yeah, should be <sighs> craziness. Ah! Okay, well, moving on to the next era for the next album, NSYNC took on even more creative control. Time for one more recess break. In part three, we will discuss the celebrity era, the breakup the little reunions we've had, and discuss if there's a future for NSYNC. See you there.